Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss here on another Bible Talk program. Going to be with you for about, well, maybe 45 minutes or so today, uh, because there's a a game that follows this, and so if you like sports, it's coming your way pretty soon. But right now, it's Bible Talk, Bible Talk, where... I deal with always with issues, biblical issues, theological issues, and apologetics, uh, and at the same time take questions that come from you. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, There are typical questions that uh, you often get if you are a pastor or if you are a teacher. Okay, uh, and definitely people's questions need to be answered. Okay? That's why, uh, as pastors and as teachers, we need to study as much as we can, realizing that nobody knows it all. Yeah, we have to take a humble approach. Nobody knows it all. But to the best of our ability, we're supposed to um, uh, learn what the Bible says, uh, study theology, and give the best answer that we can give, and realize that uh, definitely uh, uh, students sometimes... <laughs> go a long way in helping us become better teachers by questions that they ask. But one thing for sure, uh, there's a spiritual hunger in the world. The Word of God is what satisfies that hunger, and so we need to have good answers to good questions. One, for instance, is this. Uh, 
In fact, I'll read the text first, and then I will give the question. I'm going to answer these. If you have any comments about them, then you can uh, definitely tell me when you call. Area code 866-423-9578. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, at verse 13, it says this. And the woman that hath an husband that believes not, that you have a husband that does not believe, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. Okay? So a woman that hath an husband that believes not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now are they clean? Notice this. It says, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now are they lost. I'm sorry, now are they holy. Now, this does not mean that you as a believer should marry an unbeliever. But let's say what happens here, what Paul is addressing here, is a situation where you've got uh, two people who got married, and they were unbelievers, one of them got saved, okay? And so the question is, what to do? Now I've got saved, my spouse did not. Can I stay married to them, or uh, do I have to divorce? What he says is, no, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband, else were your children unclean, but now are they holy? What does that mean? Does that mean that an unbeliever can be saved by marrying a believer? I've had that question asked of me in classes that I've taught. And there has to be a clear and good answer to this, and the answer is absolutely not. Absolutely not. Unbelievers do, uh, do not become believers just or, or get into the body of Christ just by marrying a believer. Once again, unbelievers do not become a part of the body of Christ by marrying a believer. Well, what does it mean when it says that they are sanctified? What it means is this that even though the unbeliever that you're married to remains an unbeliever, God still will bless you, uh, bless you as a Christian. Because of the blessings that you, the uh, Christian uh, 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 partner or Christian spouse, contribute to that marriage, that means that you'll be blessed. It doesn't mean that that person will be saved, however. If that person does not accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, they remain an unbeliever. But God, in other words, God is not going to uh, stop blessings from coming to you because you are still married to an unbeliever. Now, where do we see this in the Bible? We see this in Genesis with Joseph, right? He was uh, uh, in, uh, a slave in Potiphar's house, but because of Joseph's presence, okay, because he was a man of God, Potiphar, his household was blessed. Yeah, it was blessed because of him, okay? Not necessarily converted, but blessed because of his presence there, okay? So that is what that means. Don't think that this ever means, in 1 Corinthians 7, that uh, you can marry an unbeliever, and if you marry an unbeliever, then, well, they get, you know, uh, they're going to get saved just because they're married to you. That is not what uh, it means when it talks about being sanctified. God will bless the, ma the marriage because the Christian is there, Okay? But still, that does not mean that the unbeliever, the unbeliever would benefit from that, but they cannot benefit from salvation until they themselves accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. 
All right, so these are the kinds of questions that come up. There's some very interesting questions. That one in particular, because uh, that is one that kind of, um, it adds a theological emphasis as well as a strong emphasis for marriage and family counseling, okay? So that needs to be uh, understood, okay, very well. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Also, there's other provocative questions that face me, okay, uh, and will face you, no doubt, as a teacher as well. Oh, there are some interesting things in the Bible, very interesting. Uh, one, uh, uh, another topic here, over in Matthew chapter 7, okay, uh, very uh, interesting uh, dialogue here that happens in Matthew, as we look at Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Matthew 7 verse 21, okay, uh, notice what it says here, some real uh, straightforward uh, and um, stern words coming from Jesus Christ, okay, in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Where Jesus says, uh, and I'll read verse 20 as well, Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. By their fruits you know them. Not everyone that says unto, uh, unto me, Lord, Lord, this is what he says in verse 21, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Holy train. Says here once again, in verse 22, uh, uh, these people say, uh, it says here, many will say to me in that day, Jesus says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils. In thy name have done many wonderful works. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Who are these folks? They said, okay, uh, uh, that they were doing the will of the Father. Okay? They were doing miracles. They were prophesying. Okay? They were casting out devils. Okay? They were doing many wonderful works. Okay? But Jesus said, I never, uh, then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Well, what's going on here? What kind of believers are these? I'm going to tell you something. They're not believers. I don't believe that a single person that's talked about in Matthew chapter 7, verse 22, were believers. Well, where did their miracles come from? Mm, okay. Where did their miracles come from? Well, I'm here to tell you something. All miracles don't come from God. Okay. All prophecies don't come from God. There's somebody who is called the devil that's able to come up with counterfeit miracles uh, uh, so potent enough to make people, unless they keep their, uh, their minds fixed in the Word of God, to make people think that God is doing something, when in actuality it is the devil who is doing it. We must, we must realize that. We must realize that there is evil supernatural ability that the devil allows to have. Uh, and you can be deceived by satanic miracles that are not actually miracles of God at all. You know that these couldn't be Christians that are being talked about in Matthew 7, because he says, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. Not that I knew you once, he said, I never knew you. Okay? So where do their miracles come from? Pastor Moss, can you back up what you say in the Bible? 
Yes, I can. Second Thessalonians, and in chapter 2, where it says here in verse 9, Second Thessalonians 2 and 9, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, talking about the Antichrist, the Antichrist, the devil's man, will be able to perform miracles. Look at this. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. Yes, uh, people can be in the church passing themselves off as Jesus miracle workers, when in, actu in actuality, if they are unbelievers, the power that they have does not come from God at all. It can come from the devil and from demons. Where it says in Second Thessalonians uh, 2 and 9 again, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So if you don't want God, then the devil comes to take you, right? And to deceive. Okay? Uh, and we're going to take a break, come back. I'm going to finish this off. Uh, we'll be right back. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. 800 Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com. Tap Choose News Talk and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Abortionist Donald Clyde Willis will no longer be killing babies in California, nor maiming their mothers in horrifically shoddy abortions. During a nine-month period, Willis hospitalized six women after seriously botching their abortions. The California Medical Board charged him with multiple cases of gross negligence. And the medical records of women he injured were in such disarray, emergency room doctors had to waste precious minutes trying to figure things out. One woman required 14 units of blood and underwent a total hysterectomy. Before all this carnage, Willis attempted suicide in Oregon, but survived a gun injury to the head. He relocated to California, where there would be no restrictions on his medical license. This is the face of legal abortion in America. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Who calls the shots in your house, you or your kids? Bill Smith says at some level that depends on how old your kids are. So when your kids are little, they don't have much of a choice. But as they mature and as they individuate and start to become 
able to make those decisions, then they start to make those choices. How we give our children freedom and grace. Next time on Family Life Today. Listen for Family Life Today, weekday mornings at 7.30. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, just sharing with you some questions that can be asked about the Bible, and, of course, biblical questions demand biblical answers. That is why it's very important for Sunday school teachers uh, and all teachers to be trained in presenting the Word of God, because people have good questions. And they have a right to expect from their teachers to be able to give them uh, an answer. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, other things that people would say, there's things that people can say that may sound good, but be absolutely wrong from a biblical point of view. One of them is, where you have preachers sometimes, you know, getting away with themselves and getting excited and pastors getting excited. And so when they come against the demonic, this is what they say, okay? They say uh, to a demon, to, they cast the demon out and send the demon back from the hell from which they came. I cast you out, demon, in the name of Jesus, and I send you back to the hell from which you came. Well, you think it is, you say, well, Pastor Moss, what's wrong with that? That sounds all right to me. Well, it may sound all right to you, but one thing is wrong with it, and that is that uh, demons are not in hell now. The other uh, is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk Detroit. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news. All right. This is Pastor Mars back with you. So with that particular question, uh, when someone might say, 
uh, to cast out a demon and say, go back into the hell from which you came, uh, doesn't work out well because there are no demons in hell right now, except for those in Tartarus. Second Peter 2 and 4, we talked about that before in one program, where there are some that are locked into Tartarus, uh, and uh, no doubt so evil, till they're not uh, allowed to roam freely uh, like other demons are allowed to roam. But uh, definitely, we need to realize that the devil is not the king of hell. He does not reign there. Him and his demons don't have a headquarters there. Hell, Gehenna, is a place of torment for all those that are wicked. And that's just the way it is. So we want to keep things biblical. If we don't, we start giving the devil and demons powers that they do not have. Uh, And the other thing, one thing I used to see, saw it in movies, that just it just astounded me. A lot of false ideas and false theology uh, can be done by watching movies with, uh, uh, when they get into some kind of uh, uh, biblical material where they absolutely contradict what the Bible tells you. In fact, <clears throat> I saw one movie, never forget it, this guy was about to die, and he was a, a bad guy, he was a bad guy, and he was about to die, <clears throat> and in the movie, they had demons coming out the ground, growling, and coming at him, okay? And I mean, it was horrific to see. They were coming at him. One grabbed his leg. The other grabbed his arm. The other grabbed his other uh, leg. And they pulled him down into hell. I said, wow, okay? Now, what happens is, that is what a lot of people think, <clears throat> Despite what the Bible says, a lot of people still have the idea that the devil is the ruler of hell, demons are his emissaries, they're the ones that helping him control what happens in hell, and that is not true, it is a lie. In fact, the truth is, as we said on this program before, and I'm going to say it again tonight, is this, it is not demons that will get you and place you in hell anyway. The ones who place, the ones who place you in hell, let's look at it. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 41, where it says, we'll read into it, verse uh, uh, 37, he answered, and we start at verse 37, give us some traction, Matthew 13, 37, and he answered and said unto him, he that sows the good seed is the son of man, okay, he says, the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are not demons, okay? The devil is the one who deceived mankind, the devil and his demons. However, the reapers are the angels, okay? What does it mean? Is it talking about uh, fallen angels or evil angels? No. It says the reapers are the angels. Verse 40, as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so should it be in the end of this world. Check this out. Verse 41. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels. Angels, not demons. Okay? It is not some growling demons that come to get you when, when uh, you know, uh, here. And this is talking about at the end of uh, uh, the, the tribulation period, actually. That uh, period, uh, it's not some demons that come and get you. It says here, the Son of Man will send forth his angels. These are his angels. These are obedient angels, like Michael and Gabriel. So the Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of the kingdom all things that uh, have offended 
uh, and them which do iniquity, verse 42, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. It is the angels that come and take the wicked out of the world at the end of the seven-year tribulation period and escort them to hell, not demons. Demons don't do that. Okay? Demons don't do it. Okay? And that's something, uh, a, uh, a false notion that you've seen in so many horror movies. Okay? The demons coming to know. God's angels are the ones. Uh, these are uh, the ones who take those who are unbelievers and cast them literally into hell. And so these are questions that are good to answer because many people uh, have a lot of fear uh, because of these things, okay? because of these things, things that they see uh, that are, are not real, and uh, the devil is already, and demons are already scary enough, we don't need to give them any more ammunition by having some uh, false things and false notions taught. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. If there is a question that you have, you can ask it. Definitely, uh, we want to deal with the Bible, with theology, with church history, with Christian living. That is what the Bible Talk program is all about. And uh, it is great to be with you on this program anytime we can. We will be ending a little earlier today for another uh, uh, program that follows this, something in the sports arena, <laughs> but that's okay with me. Uh, but definitely before then, we're still going to deal with the Word of God. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Give me a call if you have a question you want to ask. Until then, I want to continue to deal with what the uh, Bible says about a number of things. Uh, here's another one. Can the devil and demons be bound? Can the devil and demons be bound? Uh, when someone says, uh, I bind you, devil, okay, uh, or I bind you, demon, what do they mean? What is meant by the terms? Now, I want to tell you something. We can say something all day, but unless you really know what it means, it becomes totally ineffective. It's got to mean something. And what it, ha it means has to be something that is biblical. That's just fact of the case. Okay? That's the way it's got to be. Uh, Matthew chapter 12 helps us. Is this kind of language, we should say, even used in the Bible? Okay? Is it used in the text itself? Well, let us look at uh, Matthew chapter 12, and let's see what we can uh, come up with here, starting at um, verse 24, Matthew 12, 24. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, in other words, Jesus uh, had uh, cast out demons, okay? opened the eyes of the blind. Okay? And amazingly, the Pharisees, those who hated Jesus, was, would watch what he did, knew he did it with the authority of God, and then say it was the devil doing it. Wow, wow. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons, or devils, it says in the King James, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. <clears throat> and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan... He is divided against himself. How shall his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub 
cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. He says, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his good except he bind the strong man? We're going to take a break, and I'll tell you what that means when we come back. There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news. In addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500, you can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Yes, I love, love that song. He's our Savior. He is our Deliverer. There is no Deliverer but Jesus Christ, our Lord. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. When someone says that they bind the devil or they bind demons, they don't mean that they bound them so that they will not escape and they will, you know, uh, 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 go to hell right away and all of this sort of thing. What it means is to bind the strong man, as Jesus talks about uh, over in, uh, in, in, in Matthew in the 12th chapter. It's saying to stop the devil and to stop demons in an activity that they are doing. All right? That's uh, is what you're stopping. You're stopping them in their attack against Christianity, their attack against Christians, uh, they can be bound in that uh, degree to stop them from doing that, hindered. That's what it means. It does not mean that you have bound them permanently. That does not happen until they go to hell. That is something that is done by Jesus Christ. Understand, there are absolutely no demons uh, that are in Hades or in Gehenna now. They're not. The devil isn't there ruling either. Okay? None of that happens until the final judgment. There are demons in the bottomless pit, okay? We see that that is where Jesus routinely casts them, but not in hell yet, so we need to understand it. And uh, pastors and preachers go too far when they say, I will cast you into the hell from which you came. They didn't come out of hell, okay? These are uh, beings that formerly were angels, okay, with God. They rebelled, and when they were kicked down to, uh, out of heaven, they came to the earth. Some of them so wicked uh, that they are in Tartarus, talked about in Second Peter 2 and 4, but still many of them roam freely. So we have to make sure 
that the language that we use concerning Adonis uh, is uh, uh, biblical, because people can be led astray. We've got a, a caller on the line. Caller? Robert, how you doing? Robert, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay, Robert, what's on your mind? Uh, I was listening to your program over the weekend, and you was talking about somebody that made a statement, a false statement, and I was just wondering uh, who made that statement because uh, before you told us who made the statement, the basketball came, game came on. Hmm. Okay, I'm trying to wonder. The only person I've talked about recently that I can remember is uh, Andy Stanley, okay, who basically said that the only commandment that Jesus left for us to follow is to love one another, okay? Uh, and, almost in that, and, and in that statement, if in fact it was Andy Stanley, uh, in that statement uh, it seems apparent that he's uh, trying to say that Jesus did not talk about condemning sin or anything like that. So that I remember. That might be the statement you're talking about. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I think I commented on that statement uh, before, you know. Uh, it could have been that one, you, you know, but at any rate, be blessed, and I enjoy your program. Okay, thank you very much. I do appreciate that, and all of you that uh, uh, like the Bible Talk program, I definitely like bringing it to you. Uh, and so, if you want to keep us going, then what you can do is send donations to P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205 is the zip code. You can make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We'd appreciate it very much. We do enjoy bringing the Word of God to you. Uh, and uh, make sure you log on to strictlybiblical.org to find out other things that are happening in our ministry. Going to go back to the phone lines. Got a caller. Jeanette, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for calling. Um, I have a question for you in regards to James 4, um, 13 James 4, okay. James chapter 4. I'm rushing, rushing, rushing. Which verse? 13 through 15. Okay, James 4 and 13. Let's see what that says. Mm-hmm. Go to now, you that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get get, get grain okay, or gain. Verse 14, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life that is even a vapor that appears for a little time, then vanishes away. Okay, is that what you want me to discuss? Yes, I'm, I'm just wondering. I know in the church, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, see you tomorrow if the Lord says the same um, you know, if it's the Lord's will. So I'm just wondering, are we, I mean, I understand we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but are we supposed to always say that, um, you know, if the Lord says the same or if it's the Lord's will, I'll see you tomorrow? Well, I'll tell you this. Nothing is wrong with saying it. However, definitely it's something that you need to keep in your mind, right? That's why it's here. You asked a good question. Um, that, uh, let's read this again, a very good question. It says in uh, James 4.13, go to now. In other words, the emphasis is on uh, do what you can do now. Okay? Uh, now is the time, is what it's telling you. 
here in James 4.13. Go to now, you that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Now, what happens is, uh, and, and I'm with you on this, all of us have to make plans. And, you know, we can't do everything in one day. Okay? There are certain things that we have to put off. I don't think that the Bible is against that. But it's just talking about the fact that there's some people who delay in doing things that they should do as quickly as possible. Okay? In other words, don't assume that you can so plan your life till you're going to be able to do something later that should be done today. Okay? So that's what he's trying to tell us. If you look at it, it kind of, uh, uh, the emphasis is strong, right? Where it says in verse 13, James 13, Go to now, you that say today or tomorrow, you will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell, whereas you know not what shall be on tomorrow. Now, you know that, right? We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know whether we're going to be here or in heaven. Okay? Uh, those we see around us, that's why it's good to be good to people now. Don't put it off. Okay? because you don't know how long they're going to be here. For what is your life? Then, this is the thing to think about. Wow. Especially me, sis. I just turned a birthday. I'm a sneeze away from 70 now. <laughs> Whereas you know not what shall be on tomorrow. For what is your life? Okay? Think about it. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, then vanishes away. Wow. And that's really the way it is. So here is the strong admonition that comes from God. If you want to be righteous, be righteous now. If you want to be kind, be kind now. If you want to be loving, be that way now, okay, because you're going to die. And you're going to die at a time that you cannot determine, okay. That's what it's telling us, okay. And that's why it says in verse 15, for that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boasting, and all such rejoicing is evil, okay. So in other words, uh, you know, we need to do all the good we can do now. If there's something about our life we need to change, we need to change it now. Because we will regret uh, not taking care of that business when we stand before the Lord. So, so that is a, a strong warning. And it's some that some people don't heed. Okay? And it's one that we need to hear. God has told us. Okay. So, so it's more of a mentality of we need not to waste our time and do the things we need to do. And it's not so much that you need to say, you know, I'll see you next week if it's the Lord's will. It's more of we need to have that mentality that, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. It's not like we have to say that every time. Well, you don't have to. But one thing is good. He is telling you that that's the way you have to think. Uh, and so when right. people say it, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying it. Uh, now, if you don't want to say it, you don't have to. Because to be honest with you, uh, in your mind, I'm sure you've said that before, right? Where you said to yourself, well... You know, I'm planning this trip for six months, but I, I don't know if I'm going to be here six months or not. Okay? So the most important thing is for you to remember that, that you're only here for a limited amount of time. That's exactly true, all of us. We're only here for a limited amount of time. Since we don't know how much time that is, then we need to use our time very, very well. Okay? Uh, and a good, good book that discusses this is over in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There's a time for everything, and you better take advantage of it. Okay? Uh, because uh, definitely, I'm sure you think like I do. I know when I stand before Jesus that um, I want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant, but I know there's some things that I've done that probably have not pleased him as much as they should. I thank God for the opportunity to, you know, uh, to get better, to, to walk with the Lord, to, uh, you know, to keep serving him, uh, because we don't know when we're going to be before him. 
Okay. All right? I appreciate it. That's very helpful and a great reminder. So thank you. Thank you. Good question. Good question. Wow. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. You don't. You don't. But what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Okay? Thank God for eternal life. Here in James, why did the, why did the sister have to call in with this verse? Okay? Right? Where it says, at verse 14, James 4, 14, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? This is how God sees it. It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, then vanishes away. Okay? Uh, if you're wearing glasses, take your glasses off. Put them in front of your mouth and blow on it. And that little fog you see, that's your life, as far as God is concerned. We really need to have an eternal perspective. We do. I think if more of us had an eternal uh, perspective, we would be uh, uh, probably acting a lot more godly than we do. Uh, we would be more uh, precious of our time. I think also we would love those who are with us and cherish them now because you never know when they won't be here anymore. That's for sure. And especially during this pandemic, we're seeing a lot of this, okay, a lot of this. Uh, but the good thing is, Second uh, Corinthians 5 and 8, to be absent from the body. I say to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That is the blessing that keeps me going in a world that is filled with problems, outside of the church and inside the church as well. But there are no problems in Jesus Christ in whom we serve. So that becomes a thing to look at uh, as we uh, continue to deal with the Bible and with Christians living. Uh, and also to recognize uh, the Bible tells us that things are going to get worse in this world. Yep, till Jesus comes. But you and I can have joy because we know the one who made the world, okay, and everything that's in it, and he has a plan for us. And if we're saved, if we're saved, our names are already written in heaven. So that is the good news that we carry with us from the Word of God. Right, well, just want to let everyone know how much I enjoy uh, being here on this program uh, and talking about the Bible uh, during the week, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, and also the other ministers who are associated with our Bible Talk program. I ask that you would pray for us, pray for Strictly Biblical, uh, that uh, more of our uh, teaching on apologetics and other things can just uh, uh, bless people, bring them closer to the Lord. Uh, and if you like this program, then do send donations to P.O. Box 05877, uh, that's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Once again, P.O. Box 05877. Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Uh, appreciate any donation you send to keep us going. It costs us about $2,000 a month to stay on the air, but I think it's well worth it to have an outreach uh, that reaches everyone with the Word of God, and especially that deals with, uh, dedicated to dealing with um, uh, biblical and theological questions and biblical and theological concerns. Okay, A lot more coming uh, in the Bible Talk program where we'll be talking about the sons of God. Um, we're going to be talking about the sons of God, the daughters of men, uh, other good questions that come up. Must we pray in Jesus' name to reach the Father? Yeah, there's some people who think every time you pray, you must say in Jesus' name. Well, is that really so? Is that the way Jesus taught us to pray? 
Well, we're going to see. Not this time. In the programs coming, we'll be, be looking at that as well as other questions that uh, uh, come from the Word of God. And believe me, questions are good because if a person is asking questions in your Bible study, and teachers, I encourage you, whenever you teach, to allow people to answer questions. That could be one of the best teaching sessions you could ever have. Now, don't think that you have to know all the answers. You don't. Okay? Nobody does. But in going away and finding the answer later is what is really a blessing, because the one thing you want your people to recognize is that all of their questions can be answered by the Word of God. Okay? So, so that is why I encourage you to uh, uh, let them ask questions and make that a part of your lesson outline, right? Save some time for the, the back and forth that comes from questions. And remember, sometimes we learn a lot from our students by the questions that they do ask. Okay? So do remember that. All right? Uh, right now, I don't have much time. I guess if you called in in a hurry, you could be on. Number call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. I'll be departing from you in a, just momentarily now. But uh, to let you know what's coming in the future, being slain in the Spirit. Is that biblical? Okay. How can Jesus be God when he gives the kingdom to God? All kind of things that we talked about and we'll continue to talk about. Uh, that's next time. So God bless you, and we will see you next time. By there are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk Detroit. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com.
Detroit.com. This is WLQV Detroit, FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit, a service of Salem Media Group. We interrupt our regular programming, sponsored by the University of Detroit. Stay tuned for Titans Basketball. Detroit Mercy comes out with it. It's Antoine. Three ball from the top. Yes, sir. Detroit Mercy Basketball on Faith Talk Detroit is on the air. Carcass Ferguson to inbound for UIC. Baseball pass the length of the floor. It is taken away by Detroit Mercy and Antoine Davis. Titans win. Welcome to the Titans tip-off pregame show. A breakdown of Titans basketball and their opponent, plus a look around the Horizon League. Let's go live with the voice of Detroit Mercy Basketball, Dan Hasty. From a fanless Callahan Hall, good evening everybody and welcome to the first edition this season at home of Detroit Mercy Basketball. Dan Hasty from downtown Detroit, pleasure to have you along with us. Tonight, it's Detroit Mercy taking on the Golden Flashes of Kent State. It is strange. There are cardboard cutouts here, and we will not have our normal amount of Detroit Mercy Titans fans taking in the festivities and enjoying the evening's events along with us, but we're happy to bring them along to you. Last time out, Detroit Mercy fell in South Bend to Notre Dame just two nights ago on Sunday night. Bull Quoll ended up getting a career-high 18 points, but Detroit Mercy loses by a final score of 78-70 to to the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Titans fall to 0-2 on the season. Bull Quoll, very good, led five Titans in double figures, but a late run by Notre Dame was the difference. Detroit Mercy actually had the lead at one point late in that contest. They just have been unable to finish the job and playing a little bit shorthanded as of late over the last couple of games. So hopefully the tune will change tonight. The Golden Flashes from the Mid-American Conference. They come off a loss. They played against the still defending champion Virginia Cavaliers. They lost 71-64, to but they pushed that game into overtime. Danny Pippen, the native of Detroit, hit a long three with four-tenths of a second left to force overtime with the still defending collegiate champions. In this one tonight, we'll see if Detroit Mercy can find a way to get their first win of the year against a team that certainly has a very loaded front court. We'll talk to the head coach, Mike Davis, about that as we get ready to see how he plans to match up because his team has a little more help than his his past two seasons have seemingly brought Detroit Mercy basketball. We'll talk to MD about that next. Mike Davis joins us when we come back. Starting lineups in your tip-off just around the corner here on Titans Radio. Detroit Mercy itself definitely values who you are as a person to really give me guidance on what it was to be a college student. The ability to connect with many people from different backgrounds. Not only did I take what I learned in the academic world, but I was able to apply that in a professional setting. And the university definitely provided those resources, and I was able to graduate and be the first one of my family to graduate from college. Detroit Mercy. Build a boundless future. Here I am one year from college and I tear my ACL. They're telling me I'm not going to be able to play college football, and I'm thinking, that sucks. Team Rehab comes along and says, hey, let's get to work. They don't rely on routine programs. It was all about me and my dream to play again. Now I'm visiting Ivy League schools, and oh yeah, I'll be playing. I could have given up. I'm glad I went to Team Rehab because they did it. Team works. Team Rehabilitation. Visit team-rehab.com. 
You're in Titans Territory on WLQV Faith Talk Detroit. Welcome back. Detroit Mercy getting ready for Kent State here on a Tuesday night. The first game at Callahan Hall this season, albeit in front of a bunch of cardboard cutouts and not in front of our normal Detroit Mercy fans. Mike Davis, the head coach, joins us. This is weird, isn't it? All these cardboard cutouts and all these people that we usually have here, not so much this season. Well, it's definitely different, but it's for everybody. You know, I see some people have a couple of fans at the game, but it's just it's the new norm for us this year. What, what does it mean to you to, I mean, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of people that have been giving you support, albeit in a different way this season because obviously they can't be here. But I know there's been excitement about what this team has looked like, especially after hanging tough against teams like Michigan State and Notre Dame. Well, you know, quick turnarounds on both games, and even this game tonight, quick turnaround, three games in six days. But that's the way the conference is going to be. We're going to play back-to-back games, and we just see how our bodies uh, respond because we got a lot of guys playing a lot of minutes early. We're not able to get some rest, but we got some more guys coming in here in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Chris Brandon coming back from a broken hand. Hopefully you're going to get him back in a couple of weeks, and maybe Noah Waterman, who's going to be hopefully cleared by the NCAA as time goes on. We're talking to Mike Davis. You mentioned fatigue. Six days, three games, Antoine Davis. Your son, somebody who we've been watching closely on these kind of grinded-out situations where they have to kind of show that endurance. How's he holding up? I know he had a big offseason. He did work a little bit to get a little bit stronger. Is that kind of helping him now? What have you seen after those two games, and what do you think about how it's going to affect him tonight? Well, we'll see. His knees are really sore. They were really sore at Notre Dame. Um, but, hey, we got a good team. You know, any other time we needed him to do a lot, we don't need him to do a lot. We should need him to be him. You know, if he's who he's supposed to be, we win both of those games. But, um, you know, we'll see how he holds up. You know, you talked about him just needing to be who he is. You've got help. Markel Frazier, Matt Johnson. All of a sudden, you have the makings of a nice backcourt to not only kind of be able to help Antoine, but to feed off of him and to take advantage. So what's next for how you want to scheme Antoine? I mean, obviously, don't give us up too much of the playbook. But, I mean, you now have the ability to help Antoine and to get him in better situations than maybe you had the past two years. Well, you know, he's been in a great situation the last two games. He just didn't make his shots, but he's really playing hard defensively. You know, now we just need to play this game tonight, play the game on Saturday, and then get some practice time. That, that's what we're going to really make a jump when we get our practice time back. We had not really been able to really make a lot of adjustments because, you know, you play a day, off play, off play. And so there's no practice time, but it's great for us. And when we do get a chance to practice, and we have our, all, all our guys, and we should make a big jump before we play the conference. You know, I heard you talk about getting some bigs over the next couple of weeks. The two that you've been running out, Bull Quall and Willie Isiani, have really given you some some energy over the course of these last couple of games, these first two games. Isiani, really nice game at Michigan State. Ten rebounds for you against Notre Dame. And Bull Quall, he really has given you guys something that maybe you haven't had since you got here. Well, we definitely had that, but uh, Bull is a special player, I think. I think he's a high, high major talent, uh, but we, a lot of minutes played, a lot of minutes played. But that's why we got to hurry up and, and get through this little phase right here. To, these games we playing get better in them, but then get some practice time and get Chris and those guys back in here, then we'll be okay. It's in kind of a short rotation the last couple of games. Is there any chance that maybe anybody else gets some extended looks tonight? Because obviously it's a short bench, but you're coming off of, as you said, three games in six days. 
it's hard to play a lot of guys. I may have to move Markel to that fourth spot a little bit, get him a, get him a first rest out, and then bring him back in at the fourth spot for one 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 about other guys. Not a lot of guards have double-doubles this season, but Markel Frazier already had one in the game against Michigan State. Coach Davis, thanks so much. Go get him tonight against the Golden Flash. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. That's Mike Davis right here. More Titans coverage continues right after this. This is Titans Radio. At Henry Ford Health System, we're all for you. But what does that mean as we lead our community through crisis? It means we're all for revitalizing Michigan through the health of its people. All for preventing illness as aggressively as we treat it. And all for getting back to the innovative care we're known for, safely and smartly. See all we're doing to keep our facilities clean and safe for you at henryford.com slash allforsafety. To be Jesuit is to be more, to go deeper. 28 schools, 56 teams, sharing a passion, formed by academic rigor classic performances legendary character made complete through service to others and a faith that does justice jesuit basketball mission mind and body on the court and off your new home for detroit mercy basketball WLQV, Faith Talk, Detroit. It's time for Detroit Mercy Basketball. 20 seconds and counting for Detroit Mercy. Antoine Davis. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.